Well, here we are in Radio Land, and for we're going to be. This is class two of of using databases in education. And hello out there in, in Radio Land. I hope that um, this this experiment worked. And what we're going to do is we're going to start out. We'll be talking today about. Um, we'll be reviewing stuff for the class. We'll be talking about how we might use databases in overall sense to to help world problems. And then we're going to be reviewing the the work that we did on access. Now, right now I know I'm sounding as though I'm talking into a tape. Now, I'll get over that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, so before we start, are there any questions? No questions? Okay. What I'd like to do is I want to start out, first of all, can I have your assignments? Or actually, just bring them out so I can see that you have them because they're due at the beginning because we'll be talking about them in a bit. So bring them out so I can see. And... What I want to do is go over a few things. Okay, you got yours? You got yours, Yami? Good. Okay. Um, if you want to, you can go to this place and, and look at the stuff, but I don't think you need to. I just want to review a couple things. Number one, I have opened up a, the presentations page, and the presentations page has the presentations I did for Access Unit 1 and the one for Access Unit B um, tonight. Um, you don't need to take notes or, or print it out or anything like that. I think basically what we're going to do is just kind of go over the stuff you'll, you'll be doing. Um, the way I, I'd like, to, I, I'm setting this up, is I'm setting it up so that the night, when I get to the access part, we're going to do the, the stuff that deals with theory and applications in the schools and evaluation and, and data-driven decision-making. And then towards the end of the, of, the, of the class, or the last half of the class, we'll work on access. And what I'd like to do is start it out so that at the beginning of the access period of time, we'll talk about the, the stuff you did over the night or over the last week, see if there's any questions and comments and stuff like that. And then the second part, we'll be going through, I've got a PowerPoint that we'll go through and kind of go through the concepts that you're going to be going for the, the upcoming week. Seems like it's pedagogically sound to me. What do you think? That sound good to you? Okay, good. So we have these presentations. Also, when you go... Um, when we, we go over here to the assignments, what happened? My assignment didn't show up. It was working for me. Uh, well, this is really interesting because the stuff that's coming up here is a generation old. <laughs> I we we seem oh I know let's let's do this. Let's uh, let's refresh and see what happens. Where's the refresh? Is that it? That's history. There we go. And let's go over here and take a look at assignments again. Nope, that's not where I want to be. That one didn't even work. Okay, this is not the way I want it. Tell you what, what am I in? I'm an explorer. We'll go to Firefox and see what happens there. Okay. Okay, so now we're opening up in Firefox. Um, what I've done is I've added the assignment for um, article assessment. And let's see, using databases in education. And assignments. And let's see what comes up. 
syllabus. Oh, come on. It's working on Mozilla, okay. I'm going to have to find out what's wrong with this because that, that shouldn't be. Um, WebCT. Okay, and so we'll open up databases again. We'll go to view. We'll go to, let's see if the syllabus opens. Well, this is downright embarrassing. Huh. Well, let's go back to here. Um, I don't know if that should be a problem. Well, I don't know what happened. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we'll have to do is we'll have to get back to that. Tell you what, let, let me tell you about, about the assignments. We, uh, we have an article assessment or analysis that I, I'm asking each of you to do. What will happen is that if you take a look at the printed syllabus, you'll notice that on the, the schedule, let's see, where do I print syllabus? That on the schedule, it talks about how next week we're going to have a single um, article analysis, and then we'll have two article analyses um, on the 15th, the 22nd, and then uh, write in two more for the 6th. And what we're going to do is with an article, I'm sorry, pardon. Oh, did you print that out? Or you? Okay, and when did you print it out? Okay, well, we'll, huh? Okay, well, you guys are having the same problem, so it could be a problem with COE3. Um, so anyway, we have the article analysis, the way it's going to work is that you're going to sign up for, for an article. Now, I'm going to do it next week. And what's going to happen is that over this week, I expect you to read the first article that's in the readings. And readings aren't coming up here either. But I expect you to read the first article that's in the readings. is, is identified with a, um, with a date and such. And then when you, um, you, you read that article, and then I will be posting some questions on the discussion group. And in posting those questions, I'm going to um, ask you to respond to them. And then what I want you to do is I want, I'm want i going to be working as a, uh, a monitor. And I'm going to be looking at your questions the way you respond to it. And, and then maybe I'll have something about the, you know, you'll come up with a response and I'll say, well, Yami, um, what, what do you think about the way he's talking about that? It's, it's different than the way you were interpreting it. And what I want to do is I want to, I want to make sure that there's a discussion going. And then what's going to happen is that we're going to come into class next week. And then we're going to talk about this article. I'm going to have a couple more questions that go with that. Plus, I'd like you to come up with another resource that supports the topics in that article. And you know, it'll be a you are uh, either online or it could be paper. If it's on, if it's paper, you find something on, in a uh, magazine or something like that that's not online. Just make copies. There's only four, you know, five of us here, so it's not not that bad. So make copies and, and pass those out. But if it's online, you, you bring in the URL. What I want you to do is I want you to demonstrate what it is and then explain how it fits into the topic. Okay? Now, it's up to you to sign up for when you want to do it. Uh, the way it's set up is that, as I said, I, the, the one that I'm going to be doing next week is, is rather lengthy. It's about 18 pages or 13 pages. Um, the, one, the two articles after that are actually part one and part two. 
that are that are written. Um, the two articles after then I have the other four articles. I don't remember right off the top of my head as to what they are. Um, what we're also going to do, and the reason that you know I have six articles there and there's only four students here, we're also going to involve our phantom students who are out there in, in Radio Land. And uh, how they're going to be involved, I'm discussing with them now about how we can do that. Because they could, they could conceivably um, do it only online. We could conceivably work out some sort of conference call, move to another, another classroom and, and work there with a, with a telephone system. Or maybe we could use a computer and we could do the whole thing. I mean, we, it depends on how, how adventurous we want to get on this. It could be kind of fun. Any questions about that? I know it's difficult to ask if you have any questions. We can't even see what the assignment was. Um, does anybody want to volunteer sight unseen for any of the articles as far as just basically dates? As I said, I'm doing it next week. Do, do we have any volunteers for the two, two after that? The two on the week after that? Okay, you want to Yeah, that would be the 15th. And what it would mean is starting on the 9th of the 8th, then you, you would start a discussion online. Okay? Anyone else? Or the 22nd? Anyone want to take? Okay. Rob, do you want to do section one, or do you want to do number one, part one or part two of those? Part one. Part one, okay. Got it. And then we have the other ones, uh, or we, uh, I think the last two I'm going to probably, I'm going to save those for, for, for our folks out to you. And so what, um, what Callie and Yami have to figure out is which of those you want to do. You can talk to me later on if you want. Okay? It's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you make a selection of your own. We are adults here. We don't have someone else to make our decisions for us, right? Um, okay. So that's taken care of. Uh, then we're also going to be coming up, we have the um, personal database. Now, I haven't written anything or I haven't posted anything yet on what the personal database is going to be called. I'll be posting that before this week. Now, here's the key. We need to have 25 records, and there's going to be a, it's going to be a database where the first, just the personal database is something that is going to be a flat database. You're going to have a single table. We're going to be bringing information in. The, um, and as I said, I, I'm, I'm going to be doing it, doing my own on, on bicycle riding. And I'll have one that has to do with just trails. And I'll have, uh, I'm going to expand it when I get to a larger database. And this one will be one that has people that I ride with and trips I take and that sort of thing. And then I'll, I'll be using multiple tables for that. Now, I brought this up last week. Have any of you had a chance to think about that? As to what, what are the topics you're thinking of? Trying to do a productivity grade of your class? Yeah. So how would that work? Uh, it would basically be just the information on the students Taking a look at the work they do, and then they want to examine 
where they fell short.
There we go. <laughs> it fell down. So those of you in TV land, I'm going to turn you off for a little bit, but why don't you uh, think about this for 10 minutes. Okay, we're back. Um, boy, that sounds just like NPR, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> okay, now you've had a chance to, to think about what type of major problems are, are occurring you know, with, with the Katrina hurricane and the subsequent uh, breaking of the levees and the flooding of New Orleans as well as the other areas down there. So let's, let's just do some brainstorming here. What, uh, what we'll do is we'll just go from group to group. Just swap back and forth. You tell me what your ideas are and I'll, I'll type them up and we'll see what we can come up with, okay? You guys start. Well, food and water. Okay, I, I need full, food is a, what, what's the problem with food? Lack of, okay, so, but we need to state it as a problem. Okay. So the, the problem is where? Food come from, okay. And what else? Now you guys. Well, we kind of started by bringing up categories, actually. Like right now we started with uh, rescue. Okay, give me a problem. How are we going to rescue those individuals still in the city? Okay. So, how to rescue those in the city? Okay, you guys? Uh, how to find missing people? Okay, Yami? How to find the live people? Okay. How to provide health care? Okay. What else? Where do we begin to relocate? Where do we begin to relocate the? Well, I mean, where do we relocate class? Where do we reco relocate the refugees? And how long? 
Okay. How long will they be there? Okay, what's another one? How do we educate the kids? Okay, over here. Yummy. Um. We need to go faster than this. You guys have your list, right? I know you didn't. <laughs> How do we provide uh, basic services to those relocated? How to provide basic services for those relocated. Okay, what's another one? How Rob? How to identify the dead. Okay. What's another one? How do we identify the living? How to identify <laughs> the living? Okay. Okay, what's another one? Kelly? Okay, we're looking through our scribbles to see what we can find. Um, what, what are we going to do to not have a home now? What to do to help people rebuild? Okay, anything else? How do we begin the cleanup operation? How do we begin the cleanup operation. Okay, what else? How do you uh, split up the rationals and resources that are coming in? How do you ration the, the incoming resources? Okay, what else? Yummy. Huh? How to help? How to provide the help. Okay, what's another one? What to do about the looting? Okay, what's another one? How do we do it? identify the helpers and what services they can provide? How do we identify the helpers and the services they they provide, okay? What's another one? Um, those who are giving away food and stuff, how is that going to affect their business? What do you mean, people giving well, away food? I'm just telling you that there's a guy who has like a warehouse of food and he was giving it to people to get the food a lot, but okay. financially for his business, right. How How are, are the uh, food donations from locals, local businesses, going to affect those businesses um, financial standings. That's what you're going to say, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay. How, how much money uh, should be provided to the construct 
Okay, how much money should be provided for reconstruction? Okay, what's another one? How do you repair levees? Water against gravity. Okay. What's another one? How do you triage the reconstruction as far as infrastructure goes? Hospitals, schools. How do you triage the reconstruction? Yeah. Okay. How to identify the need of the people? How do we identify people's needs? What's another one? Let's let's get two more from each. Okay. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do for jobs? Okay. Another one over here. What is the role of the government in what? Uh, to identify the problem. In, the people problem. in identifying the people problem? Okay. Okay. And what? what? How do we explain this to our children? Okay. How do we measure the impact? Uh huh. Of the relocation into surrounding communities. How do we measure the impact of the relocation on those communities? So, how do we measure what's happening with Houston? Um, on the surrounding, so how do we measure the impact of the relocation on the surrounding communities? Okay, and Kelly, you have one last one. Okay, that's enough. Okay, so here we—I mean, these are some great questions, gang, and they're all ones that people have been been dealing with. And the question is, what what do we do about it? Um, Take a look at them, if you would. Actually, I'll do that. Maybe I want to make sure that we have like a whole page here. I'm going to make it just a little bit smaller and knock it down to say 14. That's no, way too small. Okay, can can you read that? Can you read that? I'll make it a little bit bigger. 18 will work. Okay, you know you know the things that you said. So let's keep it at 18 font size so you can see what you have. And here's my question. <clears throat> Which one do you want to look at? If you were to select a single, what we have to do as a group is we need to select a single problem. And so what I want you to do is I want each of you, as, as, um, each of your pairs, I want you to identify three of them that you want to deal with. Okay? So I want you to do that right now. Remember, we're going to use this because what we want to do is find out a way in which we can do 
database decision making. In other words, how are we going to be able to help address the problem by collecting, manipulating, and using data? Those of you in TV land, we will put you on pause. Okay. So we're back, and now we're, we're wondering, how are you going to do it? So what what did you come up with, uh, this group? What did you come up with for your three? The first one, what? how to the basically uh, the dead and the life people. How do you rescue the dead and the life people? Identification. How do you identify the dead and life people? Okay. Let's see. Okay, that's two, or was that one or two? That's two. Okay. And then this, this idea of rationing uh, the resources. And how do we ration the resources? Where's that one? Uh, I think it's over some is left. There we go. Yeah. Got it. So here we go. Okay, folks, what'd you come up with? Well, we did the food also. Rationing the food. Okay. Oh, well, they didn't do the food. Oh, I'm sorry. They're talking about how do you ration the incoming resources. Were you just doing food or resources overall? Well, we just focused on food and immediate need. Okay. I'm sure the, the resources are going to be building supplies and all that kind of stuff. But okay. We're not worried about rebuilding that. We're just trying to get people Okay. Yeah. And what else? Um, we also did uh, reconstruction and what to, to build first. Reconstruct. Okay. And why. Because one thing leads to the next thing to the next thing. Okay. So it's identifying what needs to be built. Was that one of these up here? Is that yeah, triage? triage okay, where is that? It's up on the right. There we go. How do we, how do we triage the reconstruction? Okay. But then also immediate shelter for people. How do we get immediate shelter for people? Was that up here? Uh, we need shelter for uh, That sounds like a good one if that's what you guys want. <laughs> um, how to find immediate shelter. Okay, good. So we have these these six. Okay. Now, we need to find one. We need to agree on one as a group. How to identify the dead and living? I get we're going just the dead or just the, the dead and the living. Well, how to identify the living? How do we ration the incoming resources or food? How do we triage the construction and how do we find immediate shelter? The premise for your decision is that you're going to be able to, you're going to create a database. We'll, we'll assume that you have all the resources in the world and you have all the knowledge on creating databases, designing and creating databases. And my question to you is which of these problems do you want to address with this incredible amount of resources and knowledge that you have to make it so that what, I mean, we, we're, you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about the money. You don't have to worry about where the food's coming from. All you have to do is worry about how you're going to put together a database to help organize the system so that the decisions they make about what food to bring in, about where to put people and all that sort of thing is based on decision on, on data rather than simply gut feelings. Ah, oh, geez, they probably need a lot of Twinkies. You know, what, what you need to do is you need to make those decisions. And what we're talking about is you as a group have been identified as the 
the, the most intelligent and knowledgeable people on the planet about organizing and using data. And what you need to do is identify which of these problems you want to address. First of all, we notice that there's so many problems out there that we can't deal with them all, can we? Andy was just saying that he, he had to turn off the TV because was, there was just so much of it. Um, but, I mean, that, that, that's a real issue, right? So what we need to do is you need to find a single problem that you'll address. So, what do you think? Discuss amongst yourselves as four people. What appears to be the one that you think is the most concerning for you without thinking about us? What's for you? Which one do you think is? Probably the third one down. How do you imagine? Because, I mean, this is kind of cold, but the dead people are already dead. I mean, we're not going to be dead or less <laughs> and identify the living. I mean, our, our goal is to keep them alive. Mm -hmm. So, and how do you rearrange our triage reconstruction? That's so that's where again, how do you find immediate shelter? That one, from the, that one, and the third one. That's not your issue. Your whole issue is how are you going to organize it? Maybe that organization might take care of that problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It might. I was just trying to make a, a point about how do we identify. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, that was my okay, around okay. the block way of saying that identifying people would be. Uh, I guess it'd be your definition of identify. Yeah, that's a good point. Identify, do we give them names? Okay. So, okay, keep going. I was looking at number two. Census of, you, you have a consensus of four that you're going to select which one? Number three? Number three, yes. Number three, okay. How do you ration the incoming resources or food? Okay. So what do we do next? I ask you. Okay, so what, what are you going to do? What's the process you're going to use to approach this problem? Hmm? You can do a secondary brainstorm based upon this now more limiting question. Okay, so what are, what are you going to brainstorm? You're, you're saying you want to do a secondary brainstorm with this limited question of how do you ration the incoming resources and food. And so now you want to do a secondary brainstorm, and what kind of issues are you, do you want to address in this brainstorm? Is any variable that, that will affect the two 
Okay, so you're looking for variables that will affect whether they get the food or not. Okay, so why don't you guys just give me some ideas? Okay, transportation. I'm sorry, what? Location for the food or destination for the food, right? Okay, distribution. Okay, what else? What type of food? Okay. What type of food? Yeah, right. No, what I mean by that type of food is it wouldn't make a lot of sense to go down and start giving produce. Okay. But it wouldn't also make sense to give them out a bunch of canned goods either because they probably don't have canned Well, that'd be something you'd have to provide, right? Okay. So, so canned canned goods or okay. So, what type of food? What else? Okay, the source of the food. Okay, what else? The amount of food per person. Okay, what else? The reasoning behind giving a certain person a certain amount of food. Okay, the reasoning behind the, the distribution policy. Okay. Okay, so the reason behind the distribution policy. What else? Timeline of distribution. Timeline of distribution. Okay, what? Okay, so the timeline of distribution. What else? What other important things do we need to know? Are we, are we going with the premise that it, it doesn't cost anything? We have unlimited resources. Unlimited resources. So we don't have to worry about cost. You don't have to worry about cost or anything like that. The stuff, Because remember, what you're talking about is how do you ration the incoming resources and food. And so your issue is not cost. Your issue is that the stuff's coming in and you've got people here that need to eat. And so your issue is, how do I distribute it? Personnel and distribution. Okay, personnel. Okay. But remember, you're, all you're dealing with is the data. Because you're, you're, the, you're the great brains that know about how to create this incredible database that will make this happen. It also Food storage. Now that isn't an issue really because all we're talking about is how do we distribute this? How do we ration this incoming? Okay, so food storage. Well, I mean, actually, we'll put that in there because part of, of uh, brainstorming is that I don't do any editing. I'm sorry. Okay, what else? <laughs> I apologize, Yami. <laughs> but you will have to distribute, you know, you wouldn't be able to have one distribution center. You'd have to have multiple distribution centers. So storage could be. Okay, so distribution centers. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Now, so you've identified some issues that need to be ad addressed when you're talking about rationing the incoming resources of food or food. 
Now you're going to be building a database. Last week we talked about what's, what's in a database? Fields. Okay, right. The rec and records. So you have a record, and that record is made up of fields. And what do we call the stuff that goes inside the fields? Data, right, or entries, or whatever you want to call that. Okay, and so and that's all kept in a file and that, that sort of thing. That's what we have. So now, what you've done is you've identified a lot of issues here. Now we have to figure out how to build the database. What's gonna? What kind of records do we need? What kind of information needs to go in those records? And how are they going to be used? So. Based upon that, um, let's start out with what sort of records, okay? So what sort of records do we need? Okay, but the record would be what? You said an inventory of existing food, so the record is going to be what? Okay, the, the record is going to be food? So we would have records of the sources. Now, are we talking about individual stores or are we talking about companies? Okay. So we'll call it a distribution, distribution company record. Or we'll just say company. That's redundant. Okay. What else? So we have a one record, and, and so we could say high B. Okay, that's one record. What's another record? Are we brainstorming possibilities? We are. We're, we're just brainstorming, huh? Okay, so. Now that's not an ID number. The ID right. number is not is not a record. We're talking about a record, so we would have an individual, an individual Okay, so the individual though, but yeah. the name, the the ID number, and all those are things that are on the record. Okay. What else? So distribution centers. Okay. Okay, transportation. So, okay. No, because if you notice, that stuff isn't all, all going down there. Okay. So what kind of other records? The distribution company, the individual, that's the recipient. The distribution centers. The transportation. What else? What would you have into like, like the food itself? Pardon? Would you have into the food itself? So you need right. So a, a food item. So you'd have a food item, and that food item would just 
identify what the food item is and your quanti you'd have quantity. Okay, got it. What else? Any other records? That's okay. Talk out loud. That's what it's all about. <laughs> this is pretty hard, isn't it? Okay. Um, another question that was brought up. So we have, How we have do we get the food to the individual. The distribution company, the individual, right? Okay. So we need a place to get the food to the individual. The distribution center, okay. And then our other question is what are we giving them? Okay, what are we giving them? And that's the food. food. Okay. And how are we moving it all around? Transportation. Okay. So we've identified our beginning and our end, which is the company to the individual. We've talked about how the individual is going to get it. Okay. So we've got how it's going to be moved around, right? Okay. Okay. The destination. Okay. Now, the destination would be distribution center, wouldn't it? Because the food is going to go to the distribution center? I shouldn't have answered that. I'm sorry. That was for you guys to answer. Oh, well, I, I, just, hate, I just hate to have a conversation and not be in it. <laughs> okay. Um, so what else do we have here? Uh Let's say those are our records, okay? Now here's the key. We need to figure out what fields are gonna go on each one of those records. So the fields, and let's say the fields for the distribution company. Okay, so what fields do you need to know about the distribution company? The name. Okay. Address. Phone. You want okay number, phone number, contact person. Quantity. Now, how, how are you how are you going to identify the quantity of food? Pounds, okay. I mean, you, you know, you're, I'm just thinking that you're going to be moving it in gross quantities on trucks. It doesn't matter if it's food, water, or whatever. You're, you're applying to all uh, a base unit of something, whether it's pounds or not. Okay, so quantity of food would be pounds. What's that? Pounds. Okay. And then what else? Quantity of food in pounds. I mean, this might be all the fields you need. You don't have you don't have to have a huge number. I used to think of another one is, is that maybe it would just remind me of back that exercise we're getting was whether the track is hazardous or not. Okay. Into that field is hazardous. Right. It'd be something whether it's um, um, the type of food. 
Okay, they provide. Of course, the problem is if you're going through a high V, then they'll be giving you perishables as well as can, as well as. Exactly. Okay. What if we were to identify, I'm thinking a couple steps ahead, where it can go, but. Um, so you're talking about identifying. Location of our distribution. We have an address, but maybe if we can create larger zones like so you want local well you have the address um, so you want the location of uh, like maybe a mile some type of uh, piece of information that your area okay do you know what that is what's that piece of information okay well why don't we time frame of delivery I mean when can we get that stuff to you delivery time okay okay well, let's move down to individuals what he said okay uh, we're gonna go back here to normal and we'll move down here to individuals. Okay. Okay, individuals. Actual, we'll make those the fields for that. Okay, what do we want for the individuals? Name. Address. Now, here's an interesting question. What address would they give you? Their house is under 15 feet of water. Why don't we do both? So, okay, so how are you going to put it? Address for what? Address one of original location, address two of new. Address original, address present. It's kind of like a student, right? <laughs> okay. And then maybe the distribution stream that they'll be attending. Okay. You could, but that's inefficient, right? Yeah. Okay. So local distribution center. Now, if they move someplace else or if they went someplace else, would they be able to go to a distribution center there? We have everything connected through computers, and there's a huge network. And so we, we or we could call it what? This is, uh, you'd have a distribution one. What's the second one? Home distribution. Home distribution center. And secondary. Secondary distribution center. Okay, what else? I, I just think that you have to generate some kind of number for Okay, some sort of identification number. Do people have any kind of identification number like that? Right, so maybe their social security number. And family, okay, so what? Quantity of family members? The, the number of families members, yeah, okay? So do you want a list of the family members? Okay. Okay, so that's a decision you have to make, right? I mean, are you going to be doing it by family or are you doing it by individual people? 
So if we did it by family, okay. Um, do you want to have a family number that if you're in this family, you're, you're, you have a special number? So we just need family number. Is that it? Exactly. Or, or, the, or the people that lived with that you live with. Okay, let's go to distribution centers. Okay, what are we going to do with that? Okay. Okay, so name, location, what else? So capacity. Uh, inventory. Now, how, how are you going to quantify how much they have in there? But if you're okay, so you, you have you have a distribution center, and you're looking at how many pounds of infra, how many pounds of food they have. Now, how would pounds of food in a distribution center be useful? You're talking about a, on pallets. I mean, that could be our common. Okay, so that'd be quantity of food. Okay, so we have name, location, capacity, quantity of food. What else? Type of food. Huh? Type. Of type, type of what? Okay, the type of food. Now, how would you use that? Right, but what I'm saying is that this is a... The, the field the field is for the distribution center. I mean, the record is about the this information about the distribution center. Are you going to keep a track of all the? I mean, what, you're going to have a single field. And what what information would you put in type of food? Type of food like, uh, for example, noodles. But what I'm saying is, you need to put in one quantity, one value inside that field. This is type of food. That'll deal with the whole distribution center. What quantity would you put in there? What? Is it going to work? Is that field going to? What can anybody give me a quantity of? Under capacity, what would we put? Okay, under capacity, you could say that it's 15 million or, yeah, four, 4 million cubic feet, right? Under location, you might make that address. But, okay. Under quantity of food, you could come up with, you know, 37,000 pounds. Now, what is the value you would put under type of food for a distribution center? You're talking about family that you'd have no, rationing this stuff out in family like packs. They give you MREs in, in the Army. They like give, MREs. They give you a you know, main course, a something that, you know, good carbohydrates, some type of sugar. Okay. Do you have a, or a food record 
We haven't gotten to that yet. No, but I'm asking as far as, because you can think about manipulating them between the types of things. So on our food chain, we could identify yeah. Uh, yeah. vegetables. Uh, right. And we can give those a corresponding. So maybe that, maybe that should be on a different, a different record. But if we're talking about distribution centers, and they're worried about incoming and outcoming food, and let's say that their distribution center in New Orleans, you don't want the whole thing filled up with water. So it would be important to know what types of foods that they are um, okay. meeting incoming and outcoming. And we could code so we'll leave, type of, we'll leave type of food, but if you can figure out some way to code it, that's important. Okay. What's another one? Um, the next one we have is transportation. Okay, transportation. Oops. Go down here a little bit further. Okay, transportation. What would your record for transportation be? Company name. What is that? Okay. I know what it is. It's me, 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 me typing like a Mac on a Windows machine. Okay, company name, location, or address. Actually, we, we, we should be consistent, shouldn't we? Yeah, I think so too. And ad address actually could include city and all that sort of stuff as well. Okay, address, what else? Driver. Driver. Okay, what else? Destination. Destination. What else? Quantity. Capacity. Capacity, okay, uh, truck capacity. What else? Huh? Okay. Telephone number? Phone. What else? Do they have a GPS ID number? Okay. GPS ID number. Anything else? Um, we talked about capacity. We talked about what they're actually holding. Okay. Yeah, I mean cargo. What it actually is. Cargo. That's another type of food one, isn't it? Okay. So, so you're you're asking that we've got all all these different sets of records that they would. Would they be in a single flat data database or would they be in a relational database? So you're suggesting a relational database might better integrate these records? Okay. Okay. 
Okay, what do you have? The big thing to put in right now is uh, what vehicle can go where. What does that mean? For example, you know, you can't get a normal semi down five feet of water. So okay. So maybe it's cla uh, vehicle classification. Okay, so we have that. Now let's go to food. What, do we, what, what are our fields for food? You've been talking about food the whole time, gang. <laughs> what are the fields for food? Corn field, soybean field. There's a part of me that thinks that the, the distribution is not only between getting the food out, but organizing in such a way so that the organization can give it out in one package. Well, I mean, it, it, we, that, that so, could be done. That could be so a type. But would that be considered a single unit? You're, you're talking about having some sort of, of package deal yes. that would have different types of food with it. Now, would that then be considered a single unit? Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So that would simply be on a single record in in the the food um, file, right? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you're, good idea. So what is the first field that's going to be on the food record? Boy, good job, Yami. <laughs> Name. <laughs> What's this thing called? What else? I think we are going to have to give it an ID, an ID number. ID number. No, okay, ID number, that would be barcode, okay? Much like you go into high V. Even your orange... You know, nowadays when you eat an apple, the first thing you do is you have to look for that little sticker so that you're not going to be chewing into it, right? used to be the worm. Okay. What else? Uh, weight. Weight. Oops. Okay. Okay. The source. Okay. Some other things you've been talking about. Can you create a relational database? Is there, is there sort of a pre-established hierarchy that you see? Sort of, I mean, you have this relational database, but is there one that perhaps would be considered like the Rosetta Stone of information for you? Okay, so you're saying if, if you have a relational database, is there, is, there, is there like a hub to it? Yeah, okay. Like Not necessarily. Okay. A relational database, I mean, everything, all, all tables can be equal. And it simply has to do with what you're looking at at this point. And so if you're looking at, at food and you're dealing with food, then you're grabbing information in there from where it's located, how it's coming in, where it came from, you know, those sort of, and, and who's, it, who's it going to. So then you're dealing with food. That's, that's the center. Now, then when you're talking to a person and you're looking there and you see what kind of food that person has, been, has already been given or what that person should get. How about... Um, Types, because I mean, if we talk about the proper distribution of you know grains and all that sort of stuff in in the perfect world, I mean the the real thing is that people are going to line up in line and you simply give them each you know a pound three pounds of cheese or something like that because that's what you have to have at that time. But we're saying we're we're working in the perfect world. Anything else we'd put in for food? 
You've done a lot of thinking. Has this made you think a little differently about databases? I mean, let, let, let's, let's review what we did. What we did is we started out and listed, oh, I'd say probably 20 major problems that are here that we, we've identified from the, what's happening, uh, maybe 30, but major problems that, that we identified from the, the um, flooding and, and such that's happening down in New Orleans. And please, I know that there's lots of places beyond New Orleans. I'm just using New Orleans as, as, as the, the main hub. Um, secondly, we then took that and identified out of that, what, what, what could we deal with? There's so many things, it's overwhelming. So what we did is we're, we're, we're going to take a look at one piece. You know, that old thing about think globally, act locally, same thing. Think globally, try to deal with the whole thing, but start do it one piece at a time. So you came through and you identified that the one you wanted to do, deal with was how to ration the incoming resources and food. And then you, you did some um, brainstorming about what are the issues that deal with it. And um, actually, we never, we never created a, a field that dealt with the amount of food per person, did we? We don't have any way that we're going to deal with that. Um, and the reasoning behind the distribution policy. Now, and like we said, it was all brainstorming. So some of this stuff, and we're not going to go back and, and continue with it right now, but some of this stuff is pertinent, some of it may not be. Timeline of distribution, once again, we didn't deal with that. Storage, we didn't deal with that. We did deal with distribution centers, and personnel, we didn't deal with that either. A little bit with that uh, transportation. That's right, because we got drivers. Good yeah. point, okay. Sure, sure, and, we, and that, may not, they may, 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 that may be beyond the scope of what we're doing. Okay, now the sort of records do we need? We decided that it was all five of these, the distribution company, the individual, the distribution centers, the transportation, and the food item. That's good. And um, so then you, we went through and we came up with the fields for the different records. And on the distribution company, we had these fields. For the individuals, we had these fields, and there could be a lot of other fields perhaps. And one of the issues you came up with there was how do we deal with what family they're in and whether they've already gotten food or whether they need more food because they've got a larger family. Um, distribution centers, where are they going to be located, what's their capacity, what type of food do they hold, and then transportation, the company name, the address, the truck capacity, et cetera, and then finally the food. I mean, that's what it's all about, right, on how we're going to distribute that. This is what it's all about. And I guarantee you, I want you to remember something in life that you never get your database right the first time. It's always going to be wrong because you're always going to find ways in which it needs to be redone. And what we're going to be doing is when we come back, we're going to take a 10-minute break. And when we come back, what we'll do is take a look at Access and see about Access data line, databases. We'll review the stuff that you did o over the last week and actually um, see how we – we're not actually going to implement this as far as – as far as this problem, this thing's been falling off all day. As far as this problem goes, this is as far as we're going to go as far as actually creating anything. What I'll do is I'll send it out to all of you so you can all have access to it. And, and what I want you to do is that for the next 16 weeks, when you're dealing with databases and things like that, I want you to think about this huge problem. And like I said, towards the end of the, of the semester, we're going to look at this problem again. And we're going to see how we might readdress it. Now, like I said, it's not going to be a final exam or anything like that. But we're simply going to look at it and see how we would readdress it with our newly gained knowledge. Okay? Any questions? Okay, let's take a 10-minute break. It is now, let's see, 
It's 7.30. We'll see about 7.40, okay? 7.40, Okay, you're back from your, your, your break, and now it, it's about 7.40, and we're moving right along. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about access. So we went, th we went through and you did your assignments. Why don't you pull out your assignments, if you would? Okay. And then in going through the assignments, you, um, Andy, you were saying you were having a little bit of problem with, with some of those assignments that they had in there, uh, in the very first section? Using that 1 through 20, they, they started getting a little tricky. Tricky, like what? Which one? What, what specific one it was, but it was a very subtle way in which they wrote. Um, they talked about a table within the chapter. A I table, okay. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a little tricky with with the tables and the way that they were asking things. And then the way they asked the question at the, in, at the end of the chapter, it's uh -huh. like tables of work for two, two answers. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we... we we need to have them typed up, but you know, actually, when it comes to answering just these kinds of questions, that that's not a problem. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, I'm not I'm not going to make a big thing about about whether that's handwritten or typed. It uh, whatever's easiest for for you. Um, it, it's really what 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 you come up with as far as when it comes up to creating the databases and things like that. That'll all be typed, <laughs> no doubt about that. Okay, so that um, did you figure out which one that was, or do you want to even deal with that one? Yeah, it's fine. I, it was just a okay. So, thank you. Could you give two of those, or yeah, two pages to each person, please? Okay, and so we went through this, and um, thank you. <coughs> and oh, you even stapled them all. Great, thanks. And so that's what we did with this, this first one. Any questions or anything about this this package? Did you feel that it was it was useful? Okay. Now, once again, it was very introductory, and as you said, you kept saying, okay, I want to get in and do something. Now, one of the things you can always do is you can always pull ahead and do the next, you know, six sections if you want, you know, if you don't have anything else to do. But um, what I'm, I've done is I've posted uh, the requirements for these on that website that I'm hoping someday will, will open up again. But um, I've posted the requirements on this, and what I did on each one of them is I identified the... Um, what, what needs to be done, like on B, it's not going to be the same, the same parts. In fact, when it, on B, you're going to have two or three of the, uh, what do we call them, the independent challenges that I'm going to ask you to do because I, I feel that those would be useful. And what I've done is broken it down as to how, how each section makes up that 20 points. Has it come back yet? I think the server's down for the night. So we'll just, huh? Now, yeah, now I was talking about quick time. Yeah, I, I saw so anyway, the server's down for the night. You'll be able, you just have to trust me. And you're going to see that, that the way that I break down the points for it, the 20 points, is going to change from week to week, simply because that's the only way I could make it work. Okay. Now, let's take a look at what we have here for, for access unit B. Now, I need to get over here and open that up. And... We're going to start right here. And obviously the objectives in Unit B are, are that we're going to be dealing with organizing fields, planning related tables, creating a table, modifying a table, and formatting a data sheet. 
Um, and one of the things, and, and you all brought this up, and I'm very proud of you, is that you kept coming up saying, you know, as we were putting that thing together for the, um, the disaster recovery, was that we identified, you said, well, if we have a relational database and we have multiple tables, then we don't have to have this information on each record. That's good, because that's what it's all about, the idea of, of the different tables. We're going to look at how to, uh, how to sort and filter um, and find information. We're going to sort records and filter records and report and, and do queries. Uh, what I'm going to do is, as I go through this, we'll do a discussion. Now, I'm also going to ask you to open up the files. Now, I don't know if you, you should have the files on your, on your flash drive. Do you have the, the files from? OK. And so what we'll do, in fact, what you might want to do is take the files from your flash drive and we'll assume that you're going to be sitting in these chairs for, well, for the rest of the semester. And what you might want to do is take them and drag them into the documents folder and identify them however you want to identify them so that you can uh, have that opportunity and that they'll always be there. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm just going to get started. If you, if you want to do that while we're doing this, uh, you can or just wait. It's, it's best not to work from your um, from your flash drive when you're when you're opening up files. In other words, what you do is you want to take the files, you want to drag them over onto the hard drive because you're going to have less less problem of uh, having some kind of something blown up in your face. So when we talk about fields, <coughs> we're talking about what we just did, where we're designing reports. We're trying to figure out about how we're going to take this data and use it, uh, how we're going to collect it. You know, that was another issue. And then, you know, if you think about it, we didn't even get into how are we going to collect all that information that we needed. Now, an interesting point is that a lot of that information is already sitting in databases. You know, hy V is going to be providing us with produce. Do you think they already have a relational database that has all this in it? Yeah. And so either we hook into theirs or they, they you know, we, we exchange data. But the whole idea is to work with them ahead of time and work that out. Um, the real key is that we want to identify uh, the fields, as I said. And the real key when you're dealing with, with fields is you want to make them short and descriptive. And those are some of the issues that we already went through. You know, what are the terms we're going to use when we do that? And what kind of data is going to go in them? Now, here's different data types. Actually, there's different data types. <laughs> I was supposed to take that page out. <laughs> okay, here's a number of different data types. It's actually on page B3 of your book if you want to open that up. That has the definitions in them. And what it does is it talks about, you know, a lot of these we've, we've used in our lives. Let's see, B3. There we go. We start out with text. Text is just your typical name, rank, serial number, you know, your name, that sort of thing. The memo is like text, except it's bigger. You know, in other words, it's not set up to, to be have a length of, of 20 characters or something like that, like you might have for a first name or a last name. Um, it's something that's set up so you can actually put in the comments that you need, like you're talking about the comments with your, your students. We talk about numbers. Now, what's going to be the difference between doing, I mean, why would you want to have some fields number and some fields text? Any ideas? <clears throat> okay. And... Um, Okay, formulas. That, that's a real, real key piece. Now, when we talk about an identification number, for the most part, we're not going to be doing any kind of computing on that identification number. Therefore, what we want to do is we could actually make that identification number a text, and it wouldn't really matter. 
we talk about numbers, we're talking about situations where we have, you know, like we're talking quantity. If, if, you're, if you're talking about, uh, let's go back to those, um, the food item. I have a food item and it co the, the cost is, you know, 27 cents. And I've got 23 of them. And so I need to be able to, those both need to be numbers so we can do calculations. Because it's not going to be able to do anything if we're talking about a number of uh, text field. Date and time. This is a, th these are real important because there's different formats that we use. Different formats that we use between here and Europe. Uh, currency, another issue. And that, that has to do with formatting. It also has to do with calculations because what we're going to be doing with currency is we're going to be calculating. The auto number. Interesting thing about the auto number is that if you want to have, you're talking about uh, specific numbers for, for the different individuals. You could actually set it up so that the computer itself does the number. Otherwise, you know, you might as well because the number, what is it that a computer does well? It counts. <laughs> so if we can just tell it to count for us, we're in great shape. Now, if we don't want them, you know, have you ever seen those things where a, com um, a company starts out and the very first day, their first customer is number 5,473, or 5 million and one. And then it's 5 million and two. Or, or they have all these digits in there already. The thing is that they don't want you to know that they've just, just started out. In other words, <laughs> you, you, can, you can make your beginning number any, anything you want. Yes and no. That's just like a toggle switch. It's either yes or no. Um, Ole object. Now that's an interesting term. It means objects linked or embedded. This includes pictures and spreadsheets and all those sorts of things you can put into there. And so that's another kind of field type. The hyperlink, what's a hyperlink? Anybody? Right. right, to another address or, or another, another folder, another uh, application, whatever. And then the lookup wizard has to do with if you have this information, if you, um, if you have a certain value in one of the fields, instead of having, you know, and if this is true, then you can actually have it go out to a lookup field where it says, or a table where it says if, if, the, um, uh, if, if the student's uh, GPA is above 3.5, or, or actually you could, you could have it take, you know, when they talk about, um, what is it, cum laude, magnus cum laude, and summa cum laude as, as far as being diplomas or degrees that you get, it could actually go over and take a look within a table and identify which of the degrees they would get and put that into a field. So it's just, it's just a lookup thing. So we can go over and make those decisions for you. Remember, we want to make it so the computer is going to do as much work as possible for us because the, typically that means that there's less, error, uh, less place, um, error, room for error. Sometimes, you know, one of the big things with a computer is that if it gets it wrong, it gets it wrong all the time. You would not believe. I went on to the John Deere Credit Union. Anybody here have John Deere Credit? I went on to the John Deere Credit Union last night, and I, you know, they're changing their name. What's the new name? Vivaldi or no? Ver Ver Viridian. Viridian, that's it. Okay, their new name is Viridian. And you go to their website, and their website looks brand new. It, it's just great. And then I looked at it, and it said, the last time you visited us was on January 18th, 2038. <laughs> and I thought, there's something wrong with their calendar. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I sent them a little email say, you know, explaining what happened. And they said, oh, geez, well, you know, we're just kind of getting the bugs out. So, you know, the important thing is that at least with a computer, for the most part, it's going to be consistent if it makes a mistake. So when we talk about text, we're talking about first name, zip. Zip, remember, there's no calculations on it, so you don't really need to wor worry about that. Phone numbers can also be put in as a text because you're not going to calculate on it. Now, there's different formats for the phone numbers, but the way that, that Access does it is it just uses a text file.
or text field. Uh, for memos, we have comments and, and notes and those sorts of things. Uh, for numbers, we talk about quantities and units and dates and time. We talk to time, the time and date of birth. Uh, currency, we talk about prices and taxes and auto numbers and, and um, uh, customer IDs. Are you a veteran? Are you exempt? We talked about the photo and the resume and all those sorts of things. Um, so there's a lot of issues here. Now, here's, uh, here's what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to, well, we actually already did that. Yeah, we did that. We did that. Here's an interesting question. Actually, some of the stuff that I, I was thinking of doing, I, I'm, we already did in the process we just did. But here's an interesting question. I want you to turn to your partner and imagine the problem of having, you're a teacher and you've got multiple kids in the same family and you're mailing stuff home. Now the question is, if you're gonna mail, and, and these are some of the issues you deal with. You're mailing things home, you wanna make sure you only mail one because then it's not gonna cost you 32 cents or 37 cents for every mistake you make. Uh, you've got issues where the parent's name is different than the kids. Or you've got, like in our, our family, we have, I've got three kids and they've got two last names. I've got Zeitz, Zeitz, and Klink Zeitz. You know, and it, it's, you know, or you can have situations where you could have five kids and each one of them has a different last name. So the question, what I want you to do is I want you to talk to your partner and do a little discussion about how would you deal with having multiple, you know, trying to figure out how to deal with the family issues when you're putting together a database for students in a school. Okay? So go ahead, you, you two, and you two can, t can talk about that. Do you understand the question? What do you, what do you mean by deal with? Well, I mean, how would you, how would you design you know, what would you do as far as design for designing the database so you could you could deal with the, the family situation? And um, so, what you you came up with dealing with it? How did how did you guys decide you wanted to deal with with multiple uh, kids in, in the same families in a school? We decide to put first name and last name. First name and last name? And um, address. But how does that deal with, with them being in, a fa in the same family? Like say you're mailing something out. How do you know that you're not going to send three of them to the same place when one would have done, been sufficient? A common thread that could run through. I mean, in some cases it could be overcomplicated by trying to compensate with the, with the database and you could look at real life common things so what you're doing is, is you, so what you want to do is is deal with it on on an address basis so, that's one so you'd organize it by database well I mean and that's not the idea of you're saying we're overcomplicating it with the database actually the fact that you have it in a database means that you can you can sort them and you want you want to sort them by by addresses that's a way to deal with it okay did you have something else that you guys came up with? Nobody's thought of it. I mean, you said address also. I also thought phone number. I mean, phone number would be something that we would have to keep in one phone number for a registry. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with all the cell phones and everything like that, and when the kid says, you know, what's your cell, what's your phone number, you know, uh, that might work. 
Address seems seems like it might be a constant. Parent name could be a problem. Now, yeah. now you had an interesting point, and that was you got one kid who's got four four parents, mm -hmm. and you got to send all that stuff to all of them, right? Yeah. So that's another issue, mm -hmm. and that that wouldn't be the right address. So wh how do you deal with that? Uh huh. Ah, okay. So you found a low-tech answer. What, what you're doing is, is you're, 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 you're putting little notes in your grade book as to which ones need to have multiple copies. Yeah. So you have a low-tech answer to a high-tech problem. You know, I, I also look to see if there's any way that I could, when I print a report off, mm -hmm. that I could automatically print off two reports. Okay. That but could I work. Have to that out yet. Okay, well, who knows? Maybe we'll be able to find that. Or maybe you yeah. could make it so that when reports come out, that you, yeah, that it would automatically when it got to this kid, it automatically do two reports. That'd be nice. Okay, so so these these are, are issues. You could also we could also have a number. You know, you, we could assign a specific number for each family, right? Of course, that could get kind of long, long and, and drawn out. Um, what really counts is when we we start organizing the tables. Now we started, like I said, we what we did earlier when we were dealing with the the New Orleans problem. We really did start organizing tables and thinking in tables and, and how these can work together. And then the process is you separate the fields into the specific subject areas, you create the records and the primary keys and, the, and then how these things work together. Now remember that primary key field, we talked about this last week. Would that be sent? Oh, it fell again. Well, I'm going to have to either use some tape or something like that. Fortunately, I have a loud voice and I'm hoping that it will still work. You don't have to answer quite so readily. Um, here's, here's what we deal with here. I'm, I'm going to move this over here. Okay. So we talk about a one-to-many relationship. Now think, if you will, that th this is actually out of the um, Media Loft database that's in the book. Okay. And Oh, and by the way, something that's really cool about this book, I don't know if I told you last time, you know, like these PowerPoints and things like that, they've already had them created. And I go through and I modify them and add things and take them away and such. But something else that this book has is they actually have a database, or not a database, they have a folder. And inside that are each of the graphics used throughout the book. So that if you want to take a, you know, like a page and you want to talk about what's on a certain page, you don't have to scan it and do that whole thing. It's, you just bring it right into your PowerPoint. Great piece. Anyway, so th that's how this is. These, these are actually out of the book, but actually they came with the PowerPoint. Um, I added some lettering and things. Uh, but what they're talking about here is the one-to-many relationship. And if you think about the thing we just went through about one-to-many, it'll make some sense. Um, here's one. We talk about George Walters, and he's in a group called Justice. And his number is 12. And that, that's the artist ID. Now, over here, it shows there's a connection. This is one. And this artist has these four albums that he's created, autumn, summer, spring, and winter. And so, he's, you know, so what he's done is that we talk about how this one record is going to connect to many. Now, if we talk about distribution centers, we could have one distribution center that has all these types of food in it. You see how we'd have that kind of connection? And that's, that's how the, the relational database works, where you have one to many. And this in, is called 
your primary key. And in this case, this primary key is the thing that makes this George Walters record special. Because no other one under this primary key is going to be number 12. But then what happens is that when that key is put over into another database, and there was an, another table that's being used there, it's called a foreign key. Because here it's primary, there it's foreign, and you may have other, other things that have 12 in them, but it, it, under artist ID, it still makes it specific. But, but it's the one that, that, that identifies this in that table. And that's what this talks about. On the, on the, on the many side, it's called a foreign, but on the one side, it's called a primary. Now, here's what I want you to do, once again, as pairs. And if you guys ever want to swap around, so it would be U2 and U2, or, or U2 and U2, however you want to, you'd be more than welcome to do that. But here's what I'd like you to do, is what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take a look at, say, this first one, sales and customers. These are two tables. And what I want you to do is for each one of them, sales, I want you to identify what would, what would a primary, you think about the fields that they go in it. What would the primary key be for sales? And what would the primary key be for customers? Okay? And then how that, um, so that, that's going to, how, how that would be connected, and then how would that be integrated with the other table? In other words, we take a look at sales, and what you could have is e each sales is an order. You know, the order numbers that you have when you order something? Okay, there's your sales. And then you have customers. So uh, under sales, that's going to be your primary key. Now, when we connect that to the customers table, that order will go over to the customers table and it'll be the list of all the different sales that that customer has. Those are going to be the foreign key. Does that make sense? I see a lot of solemn faces saying, hmm. Okay, what I, things that make you go, hmm. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go, hmm, and think about how you would relate all of these, okay? So go ahead and, and this time I, I need it on paper. I want to see it on paper. And you can think about this too. I'll put you on pause. Right. Like, okay, I'm a teacher and I have this many kids in my class. It's still only you, one name, one number. Like, it's not you. Okay. Well, okay. well, but okay. You're you're questioning. You're talking about student and enrollment. Now we've got one student. Let's say we have this student right here, and that student has this number. Okay, and we're calling it twelve. We know that ours is what six characters long. Uh, yeah, but it could be nine, depending <laughs> how, how many they get. Okay, so we have this. Now this student actually has each of these classes. And so what will happen is that for each of those classes now, they, they can list those out. Now, what you're saying is that it could also be inverted so that we take a look at the, the class and, how many, and look to see how many students have that as well. Well, but it goes both ways. And, and well, it's a sort function, you know, you, you could sort it. But the thing is it goes both ways and that's the process. We talk one to many. We have one student who's going to be taking many classes. We also have many students who are going to take one class or take each class. So we're going to have another table that talks about classes and courses. And so what you're finding here 
may be one. I mean, we're going one to many, but then this one may be going out one to many somewhere else. You see how you get the, you, and, and you asked about whether there's a certain hub for the information. Well, it all depends on what you're looking at. Yeah, and then that, that secondary <clears throat> one could have, you know, their locker combination, their sure. lunch, lunch account. Right, and right. And, and actually what you could have is on this one right here, which could be a student, and we have his name, and, and that could actually have the, the, the locker and all that, that information. And actually if you have the locker number, you could have that jump out to another table that would have the combination. And that would bring that in. So you know this can get very very complicated. And, and you remember I showed I showed you a couple maps on the first night where there were like eight or ten different tables. Well, that doesn't take much for that to happen. And so that that's an interesting thing. So that that's the process you go through. Now um, there's different ways to create a table. You want to create a table? You're saying, my gosh, why don't you open up Access, would you, would you please, on your own computer? Open up Access, and we're going to create a table. And I need to go over and find Access. There we go. It's that one. Okay, and so we go to all programs, Microsoft Office, and then from that, unfortunately, they haven't put Access down at the bottom here. Okay, so we open up Microsoft Access, and the way that you create a table is you go to New. Hmm. What do you mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't. Oh my gosh, you know what? I think I've been practicing on 2000. <laughs> yeah, there, there, is a, there is a difference. What we want to do is we want to create a new database. And we want to find the wizard. You know, I have been using 2000. I, have, I apologize. Let's see, where is the wizard for creating a new database? Um, let's see. View toolbox properties. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll look up wizard. I'll have to get that upgraded. <laughs> okay, show and hide. And let's see. Show or hide the assistant only. In the office, go into options. And it says in the office assistant balloon, click options. Okay, so we go to the office, assistant balloon.
the office assistant. <laughs> okay, help with wizards. But where are they? No, actually, we're we're looking for a um, something that is called the table wizard. Project using new data. Okay. <coughs> hmm. Well, this is embarrassing. Create a table. Where's that? Um, it looks a little rough in there, and it, it specifies some wizards. Okay. Table wizards. Uh huh. And I brought up searching for topics. And I don't know. Create a table using table wizards. Okay. Yeah. What, what's it say there? How do you do that? Well, actually, what they have—I mean, the one that one that I was running when I was practicing this up in my office—it um, actually had it, it created a whole. S let's see. Oh, that'll work. Let's do this. Okay. What you need to do is go up here to Access, go to New, and then just use uh, Blank Database and click Create. And go to create table by using wizard. Now down here, there's a whole sampling of different kinds of tables it'll make. And let's see. Yami, why don't you do the mailing list? And Andy, you do the contacts. And let's see. You got you like that? Okay. And Callie, you, you do the products. And Rob, why don't you do the orders? And I'll do payments. And you go through and identify what, what fields you want to put into it. And you just click on this single um, arrow if you just want to put them in one at a time. If you want to put them all in, you simply hit the double arrow. And then you come up with a name for it. They'll, they've already named it for you. At this point, it says, do you want the wizard to set the primary key for you? You can tell it to do it, or you can set it up yourself. The primary key means that it's, a, uh, it's an individual identification number. Uh-huh. And then it says, do you want to, it creates a table. What do you want to do? Do you want to enter data directly into the table? 
you want to enter data into the table using a form the wizard creates for me. So we could actually create the form. Um, let's say that. No, actually, we're not going into forms yet. Let's just keep it directly into the data. Enter data directly into the table. What happened? Wait, then it's going to post to the next? That's okay. Just start again. So, I have one area to so you should have something that looks like this. You know something that looks like that? Now, Drew's coming up. Use, using the wizard. Okay. I go through, and you were going to do mailing list. Okay, and so you want to start putting these into there. Yeah, click on that. But they're not going to go over there unless you hit the hit the right arrow. Do you understand how this works, Yami? Don't think too hard. Just go ahead and put a bunch of them over there. How'd you just come out? Isn't this cool? It's all there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like I was telling him, I did this mini course where we had 30 different activities with 365 kids with different instructors. Uh huh. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. You could have created a relational, a multiple relational database, and think about that. And the thing about it is, then it's like the day it was supposed to happen, it rained, and we had to all cancel it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent like 18 hours. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what we just did is we just created tables. Now I must admit, this is not as cool as the, as the the wizard I, I was using on 2000, because on 2000 it had something like uh, entertainment, and you just pressed a button and it created all the tables and all the forms and put everything graphically. I'm, I'm sure it's in here someplace. I'll have to find it. But it was all laid out and, and uh, then as soon as I pressed that button and it went through, I now had a system all set up for selling tickets, replacing people. I mean, it, it, was, it was just amazing. So the thing is that a lot of the work can be, has already been done for you. And I, I don't know the sources, but I'm sure that there are sources where we can download and pick up stuff for, for classes. You know, you could modify that have already been made. Either you may have to buy them, or you may be able to get them office, downloaded. Office, uh, you go to the Microsoft.com. Right. Templates for everything underneath. Exactly, and they, and they they have. Um, have any of you ever gone online to go to the Office Access stuff? Okay. Well, this is one. Actually, if you go to the Help, it is possible to go. Oh, where is it? Online content settings. You can go and you can download a lot of stuff. And they have educational materials as well. This might be a dumb question, but we're able to use all this wizard to make our personal database? Whatever it takes. Okay. You know, I, I, the important thing is you have to make it so it fits your needs. Yeah. The question was wh whether, whether you could use the wizards to create your own personal database. Now, I must admit that, you know, when I'm trying to, it, it, it's kind of funny because things like when you're writing a master's paper, you know, and you have to do everything in APA format and that sort of thing. There's some really good software out there to help you do that. And for a while there, we weren't allowed to use it because some faculty members said, well, they've got to learn APA. Well, that's not my point of view. I mean, it's kind of like 
you know, it's kind of like not letting somebody use a word processor because, or not letting them use. It, believe it or not, it used to be that when they first put in the pen, you know, they started using, or they had the pencil. What was it? They, they had the pencil, and they had an uh, electric um, or a, a hand-driven uh, pencil sharpener. A lot of people had problems because it was really quite an art to be able to to um, use a, a knife to shave your pencil down to the perfect point. You know, it just so the thing is that. It'll be interesting because, you know, typically you might say, well, you, you can't use these wizards. The wizards are going to give you what they have. It's up to you to modify it, to figure out what your needs are, to figure out what your fields, your necessary fields are, and figure out if it's actually fitting everything you need. Because you have to be able to, to modify it as necessary. So um, let's, let's take, okay, so we've, we've got this table. And there, what we can do is um, let's see. Ask you. Okay, we got that. And no, that's not what I want. Hold it. What happened to that? Desktop here, database class, and yes, uh huh. Sure. So let's say, for example, on my computer school, I have multiples Excel with different information. Uh huh. Multiples Excel, what does that mean? Like multiple different Excel, like different Excel, science Okay. So, so in other words, you have multiple databases or multiple tables? Multiple tables, okay. You have, so at school you have multiple tables in Excel. What you can do is you can create a database that will take, you're not necessarily merging them into it. What you're doing is you're, you're creating a database that will then go out and access those tables. And then, I mean, you, you might be bringing them together so that they're all in the same area. But that's, that's the real key, is that you have the tables that have multiple piece, pieces of information, and you access it that way. Um, let's go in and let's, let's, let's see. What, one, what was I going to open there? If I go over here. To access, where did access go? No, that's not it. There we go. <coughs> so you've created this. You're you're in the table. There we go. Here we've got the table. This is where you can enter your information. Uh, you're going to go through that whole process. What I'd like you to do is go over and I ask you to find those databases. 
And under Unit B, I'd like you to open up the media loft. Yeah, go ahead and do it yourself. Um, I just wanted you to see how easy it is to, to create that table. So we're going to go in here, and you notice the media loft already has a couple tables that have been made. One of them is artists, and one of them is inventory. And I'd like to point out a couple things here. Notice that over here we're talking about objects. You see this object? We talked about this last week. We have objects here. We have um, tables. Over here we have a place where you can create queries. We have a place where we can create forms and a place where we can create reports. We're going to deal with tables and queries today. And let's start out. You can take a look at the artists. Here's the artists. That's kind of like that picture that I, I showed you on the, on the PowerPoint. And then we're also going to go over and, and take a look at, and, and you notice what happens is that there's two um, windows here. On the front, you see the one that says artist colon table. Behind it, it says media loft B database. I can go right over here, and there's artist. I can also go over and I can open up inventory. Now I have inventory open. And this has recording ID and title and things like that. Now, it's possible for you to format the stuff that's in these um, uh, in the in these tables. One of the things I can do is if I click in here under Autumn and I highlight Autumn, I can go up to oh dear, I don't have a formatting um, toolbar up here. So I go up to View, I go to Toolbar, and I go to Format. You see that? Make it so you all have a formatting toolbar. Okay. Now what I can do is I can click on Autumn. Let's say I want to make Autumn bold. And I click on bold. Look what happens. Everything turns bold. One of the things that happens, and if I go through and I change the, the, um, uh, the font to Albertus minimum or medium, well, actually, that doesn't change. Um, I can make everything uh, italics, everything underlined. So in other words, and if I change the, the color, all this sort of stuff happens. But what, one of the thing issues on this you have to remember is that when you make a change, you're making a change not to just one little piece. You're making a change to the whole database. Now, there's three things we talk about here. And those three things involve... Um, let's see, we did the for formatting. Sorting, filtering, and finding. You've got this database full of data. And we want to look at sorting, filtering, and finding. I'm going to go back. There we go. And so one of the things that we can do is we can start out with sorting. Now all I need to do is, let's say, let's say we want to put these in order of artist. I'm going to click on artist. And I'm going to go up here, and you see where it says A to Z and then Z to A? I'm going to click on A to Z. Why don't you try that? 
And notice it goes from 1 down to whatever number we end up with at the bottom, which is in the 40s someplace. 42. And then I can click on Z to A. That'll be from 42 to 1. Same thing if I want to take all the titles and put them in alphabetical order. A to Z. Z to A. So that's, that's a pretty easy thing to do. And actually, that's very similar to the, um, the icon that's used in AppleWorks, if anybody's used AppleWorks. Who's used AppleWorks in here? You have? Okay, so the three of you, and you, you haven't used AppleWorks. Okay. Um, now, we can also go through and we can filter things. Now, if, say, I wanted to go through and I just wanted to, let's go over here to the artist ID again, and I'm going to click on 40. I don't have to click on it multiple times, but I'm in, in the, in the uh, box that says 40. Do you have that? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up here, and I want you to see these. This one says filter by selection. This one says filter by form. And this one is to apply the filter. I'm going to go filter by selection because I want it to find everything that has the 40 in the artist ID. Notice what it did? That's really quick and cool. So you, So in other words, what I'm doing is I go up here, I simply select, like I, I can go to $15. Let's say I want all the albums that cost $15. I go in, I select the 15, I go up here, and I filter by selection, and there's all the $15 albums. Is that incredibly cool or what? You could also go through, well, we'll, we'll go to that in a minute. I bet it does, but the thing is that we, we, we call this learning. Now. You see, if you want to undo it, though, what you have to do is you have to go over two others here where it says, you see this thing that, that looks like a funnel? There it is, a funnel. The funny thing is that sometimes it means apply the filter, and sometimes it means don't apply the filter. It all depends on what you've done. If I went through and I identified everything where the wholesale was $6, and I go up here and I filter by selection, I've got all of those. Now when I go over here, it says remove filter. Now that I've got all of them, it says apply filter. So this thing is rather a schizophrenic um, symbol that you want to be able to use. Now we've done that. We've sorted. We've filtered by selection. Now we want to filter by form. Filter by form means you go in there and you click on form. And you, this is where you specifically identify what you want to have. In other words, instead of do, doing selections, you can actually make it so we could make it so it's everything where I, I'm in wholesale right now. And I could make everything in wholesale that's $10. I can go down and I can select $10. And I go up and I click on that apply filter. And now it has everything in $10. Now that's nothing different than the one we just did with filter by selection, is it? But the neat thing is that we can put things like greater than 10 Let, Let's say we want all the albums that are cost more than $15. Well, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go to filter by form. I'm going to go up to $15 or $14, uh, let's say $12. And right before that $12, I'm going to put a greater than sign. Give that a try. So it's greater than 12. I'm going to go up and hit that filter. And look at that. I've got a $14 and a $12. Or a $14 and a $20. If I were to do that again, I could say 
equal or greater than 12. And I filter on it. No, that didn't work. There we go. It's supposed to be greater than or equal. I must admit, I don't know. And uh, there is something a little later in the chapter that talks about how to do that. But that would be something to explore. That's your homework for next week, okay? I you, can even get the auto number thing off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, that's the add. You know, so there's a lot of things you can do there. And then once you have it, you can sort it. We go here and we, we now have all the ones. First of all, we, we could have them set up and we could now sort them by um, in order. From top most expensive or to the least expensive. Now we can also go into finding. We've gone through, we've applied the filter, and we've played with all that. We can go and let's say we want to go find some things. You notice these binoculars. Oh, first of all, I want to remove the filter because I want to see everything. And I go to find. And under find, let's say that I, I'm looking, I, I, I want to go down here and I want to. Um, look in the inventory table. Now here it's either the retail, which is where my, my cursor is right now, or I can tell it that I want to look throughout the whole table. And I want to find everything that has Christmas in it. And I want Christmas for the whole field. And you notice behind there, take a look back there. Oh, geez. They're not showing up now. But there are some Christmas. There's a Christmas album, there's Christmas dreams, and there's another one called Christmas and the family Christmas and all. So I should probably get four or five of them. I've identified inventory, table, uh, the whole field, and then I'm going to search for everything. And I click find, and it found Christmas. I click again and it says there aren't any more. In other words, it searched and it didn't find Christmas again. But I know that there's more Christmases in there. What do you think the problem is? Whole field. Whole field, you're right. If you go to whole field, you can also make it any part of the field. Now, if I want to find it again, there's the Christmas album. There's Christmas dreams. There's a family Christmas. There's Christmas. And it's gone through the whole thing, and it found five of them like that. And it's also possible to use wild cards, things like the asterisk. The asterisk will allow you to go in. You won't find all of them. And we'll go back here to where it says the whole field. And I'm going to find the next. There's Christmas dreams. Remember before when I, when I did the whole field with Christmas, it only found the one that said Christmas on it? Since I put asterisk on there, that means it's Christmas plus whatever else. That's why it found Christmas dreams. And up here it found Christmas. And that's how that goes. Any questions about that? And so we've gone through and we've looked at this, this information. And we've talked about the tables and the queries. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you... The query actually gets a little more complicated. And what I want you to do is I want, I'm going to have you go through and actually, let me go back here.
we talk about all, each of these different pieces is in the um, uh, the sorting and, and finding and, and those the, on that toolbar. Here we talk about the find and replace options, which we just did. Oh, by the way, one of the things I didn't show you, maybe you picked that up, was that when we do the find and replace, that we just did the find, but it's just like in a word processor. If you want to go through and change all the ones from Christmas to Christmas with an X or something like that, you can do that, just like in a word processor. Once again, you're probably kicking yourself saying, oh, all the work I did on that site, and I could have, although Excel has a search and replace as well. Yeah, but I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's just like a word processor. Okay. And so these are the wild cards, and this is the way the wild card works. If, it the, if you just put an asterisk, it replaces any group of characters. If you put a question mark, it'll just replace, re replace a single character. And if you put the pound sign, it'll uh, make it any single number digit. In other words, if, if you want, want to put an, an, um, the pound sign in there to replace a number, any, any digit that comes in, it'll, it'll take it. And then we talked about finding data. And here's finding and replacing it in the dialog box and filtering data. And that's what we, we just did with the filtering and we used the, the Christmas. And then we were talking about comparison operators. This is, this is one of the things you were talking about. And I, I don't know about doing it greater, um, like making it in between. Here it talks about it as being greater than. Here it talks about as greater than or equal to. Uh, here's less than, less than or equal to, and not equal to. And so we'll have to see if we can do that other one. And then we talk about searching for blank fields. Now, a null field is one that, where there's no entry at all. And it's possible to search for null because you're, if you look for everything that's blank, you could also sort in that field, and you'd find all the ones that, that are, are blank at one end or, or the other. Um, if it's not null, it means that everything that doesn't have something or that has something in it. Uh, when we talk, it says that when we talk about primary key fields, they can't have a null entry. In other words, whenever you have a primary key field, it has to have something in it. And then we talk about the query. Now, the query has a simple query wizard and a query design view. And this is where we talk about the process. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go into it because I must admit, since I was working on the, on the two, Access 2000, uh, I want to make sure I review it a little bit more. Also, it's something you're going to be going through uh, this week. And the idea of a query, if you go to um, B18, the queries are actually the last two sections that you're going to be doing in the unit. And if you'll take a look at this, this kind of shows you how, well, once you create a query, you're going to say that um, it, it talks about how it goes from one table to the next. You go through, you identify in this query which of these uh, fields you want it to look for. If you want it to look and you want it to bring up the information about, about the artist's first name, the last name, the name of the group, uh, the title of the, uh, art, of the um, album, and the retail price, it's actually coming from two different tables. This is coming from the artist table. This is coming from the inventory table. And in the query, you're simply saying, I want to go out and I want to get all of the uh, uh, albums that have Justice as their group. In other words, what are all the albums that Justice made? And this is what the query is going to look like. Um, there's a difference between filters and queries. 
what it is is that a filter, remember with a filter we were able to go out and find all the ones that had, some, had, had one group in it? Well, the same thing is, is true here with a query. The difference is that filters are temporary. In other words, you create it, it's in a, it's in a table, and you create it, and that's your filter. With a query, it's something you can make, you can actually assign a button to it. You could have a button that has to do with the just, a group called justice, and every time you click on that justice, it's going to bring up all the, all the justice ones. Or you could have one that, you could have a button, and think about things like Amazon. They talk about discount. Everything that's got a 20% off. Well, if you click on a button, then whenever it does, it goes out and it finds everything that has something down on, on uh, you, you imagine if you would a record, and the record would have a section where it talks about percentage off. And all it would have to do is it simply have to find all the records that have some sort of percentage off. If there wasn't any percentage off and it was on its retail value, then it wouldn't show up. But you could continually change this information and it would just search each time. You just have a button so that thing would happen. So the idea is that a query is, is more permanent than a filter. Um, can be used to select a subset of records? Yes, for both of them. Can be used to select a, a, select a subset of fields in a data sheet? No, you can't. With a query, you can identify which fields you want to see. With a filter, it shows the whole record. Um, its, result, uh, its resulting data sheet can be used to enter and edit edit data. Yeah, you can do that with both of them. You can also sort, filter, and find records with both of them. It's commonly used as the source of data for a former report. Filters aren't. That's just when you're just kind of looking at it, but the query is the one that you use to, what you'll do is you can create it, and then you press another button, and it prints all that information out, or it puts it up on the website. Uh, you can calculate sums, averages, counts, and other, in other words, that's what a query can do. You can set up calculating uh, fields in there and can be used to create calculated fields. Well, the query can, but the filters can't. So there's a whole variety of things there. And if you want to modify it, you can use the Boolean logic to do that. That covers it. So in summary, we talked about how to build tables, how to use the table design view, and how to use the tables and query data sheets to view, sort, filter, and find. And then how to, we talked about how to use queries to answer your questions. So. That's what we did all in that hour, hour and 10 minutes. Not too bad, huh? And like I said, this time when you're going to be going through um, Unit B, you'll be going through these processes. And I've uh, identified in the assignment, assuming we get the, the server back up, I've identified in the assignment as to what sections you have to do. Any questions? OK. Well, thank you very much. That's it for this evening.